it felt so good last night to beat number one. So funny. So, uh, such a fun night. And just a crazy up and down basketball season. You feel like you're in the middle of a basketball, literally, or a ping pong ball, or some kind of ball, or whatever it is, but... We're going to ball out today on your on your Tony Basilio show on this Thursday. Larry Vaught's going to join us. Vaught's views. We'll, we'll go up to Lexington and get the latest and greatest. Today over at tclub.team, Joe Fowler makes his debut, talking about some uh, the NFL draft and a couple of uh, vols and what's going to happen there. And Brian, what do you suspect? Uh, Watson Brown was asking me the other day what I thought was going to happen with Hendon Hooker in the draft. You think the NFL is going to value him, Bry? Take him somewhere? What do you think is going to happen with him? Certainly, I think they will. I don't know that it'll be first round. I don't. I don't know that he's first round talent, but I definitely think he's got a place in the first half of the draft. I, I'd say somewhere between the third, maybe the fourth round. Matt Dixon, Watson Brown. Watson Brown asked me my opinion, and uh, I showed myself to be a rather empty, uh, a rather empty receptacle of information. Do you have a thought on that? Well, I, actually, pretty impressive that that a, a, a you know kind of a known offensive coach and, and quarterback guy in Watson Brown would want your opinion on something. So I, I would take that as a compliment, Tone. So you know, we'll, we'll see where Hooker goes. Uh, you know, it, it sounds like he he said did did well for himself at that Senior Bowl, even though he didn't play. Yep. Um, going to be a high character guy who's going to interview really well. Um, no, he'll he'll definitely you know be on a roster and, and probably be a middle round pick, which is just an incredible for him and a, and a great selling point for for Josh Heupel in Tennessee. Although. I guess it is going to be kind of difficult to recruit an elite quarterback over the next you know year or two, but that, that's impressive for for Hooker to to go from where he was when he arrived here as kind of just an afterthought to you know a guy who was in the talks for the Heisman and is now going to have a have a pro career. That's that's really cool. Balls beat number one last night. <clears throat> the big story was uh, Brandon Miller out of Nashville. That'll be his probably his only game that he'll play in the Tommy Bowl unless there's an NBA game down there down the line at some point. Four points in 27 minutes with Meshack on the floor. 11 points in seven minutes with Meshack not on the floor. Now, there are defensive gems, and then there's that, Dixon. I'm going to read that again. The breakout goes as following. This is from the staff. Four points in 27 minutes with May. Eat your heart out. Sacco. Four points in 27 minutes with Meshack on the floor. 11 points in seven minutes with Meshack not on the floor. Oh, oh, it was an impressive. And and he was a non-factor for almost the entire second half as well. Um, just just an incredible night. Tennessee was just dialed in, locked in, great game plan, great scout, and they executed really well. Um, you know, we talked about it last night. Tennessee just really totally dominated the game um, in, in about every way but the scoreboard. Um, you know, B- Bama was lucky to even, you know, kind of have a chance there going down the stretch. Um, so it's just a great, a great night. You caught him at the perfect opportunity, and, and you took full advantage. Um, just a, a great night for your team to get to really get things kind of 
get the ship righted because you know had a two game losing streak. So you, know, you, you need you needed to to a win like that to kind of reju- rejuvenate. Really, more probably more the fan base than the team. Boy, it's a really good point. And, and all of a sudden, you're learning how to win without. Um, Josiah Jordan James has been available to you less than he's been available to you. Whatever I'm trying to say, I don't know. Tony, would you speak English? He's just not there. What's he played, well, Brian? Half they, the games? Has he played like, and they're eight and two to, without him. They've beaten some good teams without him. They had to learn to win without him early in the season, and I think that really helped them last night. And I'll tell you the truth, Nate Oates is as great as you think he is. He mm-hmm. got circles coast around him by Barnes. Well, I mean, just, they just completely choked Alabama to death, and, and Alabama can well, never breathe. It's his style. Nate Oates rolls the ball. You, you know that whole thing about rolling the ball out? He's a roll-the-ball-out guy, but that's his. That's that's what they do. I mean, that's his style. No, his style is let his kids play. I'm, I'm, I'm glad Brian mentioned that because I one of the things, my takeaways that I, I failed to mention last night was Nate Oates does very little kind of in-game coaching. He has, you know, an assistant that really calls out their plays on both ends of the floor, which I thought was interesting and a little surprising. I didn't remember that from, from previous games versus him. Um, I mean, mainly all he does during these games is, is just yell at officials and then kind of clap and try to encourage and motivate his own team. Um, he had, he had an assistant who was really doing a lot of their, their in-game coaching, which I found fascinating. Maybe he's grooming somebody. Uh, Greg Polinski last night had the scout of all scouts last night. That was a scouty day tutti copy. Is Sean Adams' absence today presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors online at SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com? John's hoping to be here. He has not been feeling well. He's had kind of a rough week, so pray for him. He's had a couple days in the hospital even. But um, he's hoping to be on with us, so maybe he'll... um, Maybe he'll make the grade at some point, but uh, if he doesn't, our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors online at SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com. Uh, John's one of the goodens, so get well, John, and uh, we hope to hear from you today. Larry Vaught's going to join us here momentarily. He of Vaught's Views. Kentucky went on the road last night as an underdog at Mississippi Mistake and beat Mississippi State. And we were watching the game uh, together while doing Garza Law Tennessee basketball overtime. We did about 100 minutes last night. If you missed it, a friend of mine told me it sounded like a, a football call-in show, as excited as people were, and we heard from a ton of new callers and people just very excited uh, after last night's game. You know, Alabama being number one in America for five minutes and Tennessee just walking up to them like a like a kid in a neighborhood that just got a nice something or other to play with, and you just walked right up to him and took it right out of his hands and said, "No, I don't. I don't. I think I'm going to play with that today. I know you just got a new toy, but I think I'm going to claim that for my own." It's what last night felt like, Matt. You, you could tell from the very outset of that game that Alabama was in big trouble, Matt, the entire time. Oh yeah, they they were. I don't know how many possessions they had where they didn't even get a shot off. Um, where Tennessee would force turnovers with their ball pressure, um, force some turnovers on inbounds plays. Even um, no, that was a game where, where Alabama played about a C game, maybe 
Um, their defense kept them in it. Um, but Tennessee was, was the better team from start to finish. It was, it was an impressive showing. Um, oh. you know, one, one of, one of the better, better performances of the Rick Barnes era, I think. Um, so you made, made a couple of shots. You know, it could have been a 15 or 20 point beat down. Yeah, that's the thing about it. Tennessee had like a C plus shooting night, or that would have been a 25 point game. I mean, it was not, for, for 10 versus 1, that was not an advertisement for the state of college basketball in 2023. That was not what you call a thing of beauty. But there was a beauty to it in that Tennessee just wore them out. Meshack, a big part of that. Also today, Quinterly, I found out Brian has a new, um, new NIL deal for him, so good for him. And what would that be? Sarah Lee, he's going to be a spokesperson God. for Sarah Lee, the turnover people. Um, he's now going to be hawking Apple turnovers. I've never seen a guy, Matt, turn a ball over like he was losing all motor control out there. Two he, or three of them were, had, just, were just like middle school type turn, like dribbling the ball off his leg and stuff. Weird. He had terrible body language last ah. night. Really? Yeah. He, he was just bad all around. And that's, of course, that's a... A fifth-year uh, five-star, which is Loser. always an impressive feat. Yep. Um, but no, that he he's been very inconsistent his career, and and he was really bad last night. Uh, Mark Sears, one of their other kind of main uh, guards, was was a non-factor as well. Um, no, ten, Tennessee just did an incredible job last night. So, but no, those guys were those guys were bad, and that that that's. Those that's why that's when Alabama's going out in the tournament is is when those guys just have a bad day like that. I just can't comprehend that you can get the number one in America despite being in the three hundreds and in the amount of turnovers that you commit. Mean meaning you're at the bottom of the sport in terms of the number of turnovers you commit, and then in the three hundreds in terms of the numbers of number of turnovers that you turn your opponent over or create. I just find that to be. Very 2023. No offense to 2023 college basketball. I don't want to sound like an old person, but that is that is ridiculous. Actually, that's that's absurd. But the thing about Alabama is, and you didn't see it last night. You saw it in spates, spurts, I guess. When they really get it going and get that three ball going, they can score in a hurry. They showed it a couple times last night with a flurry of three balls. But what they do to teams is they get it up the floor and they get five or six, seven three balls on you. And all of a sudden you look up and they just had a 21-point run on you. That's, that's what they do. Or they run, 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 run. And, and they couldn't do anything last night. They couldn't handle the ball. Uh, they, Tennessee was really, really good defensively. And our fan base went from, I can't wait for this team to go away, to, boy, they can make a run to the Final Four. And the truth is, any of that's true. They still might make you say, I can't wait for the season to end before the year's over. And they still might make a run to the Final Four. College basketball this year is a mess. It is a hot mess. You know, uh, Kentucky won a game last night on the road without two of their key players either. Wow. Wheeler and Frederick didn't play. Huh. No, they're better when Wheeler doesn't play. I wish he'd. I, I hope he's healthy for Saturday. I like old Frederick. He's a good player. 
He's a classic Kentucky player, isn't he, Matt? That classic scrubby-looking white dude. <laughs> yeah, just the, the, the strictly a glue guy, a catch-and-shoot catch guy. Yep. I don't think he plays, you know, very much defense, doesn't rebound, doesn't do a whole lot else. Um, but no, Cal's got, you know, we Barn, people are critical of Barnes for kind of <laughs> taking the offense out of guys. And that Frederick guy, I think he was the, the, the best three point shooter in the country last year at Iowa. And wow. you know, he can barely, I mean, he can barely even, you know, hit rims some, some nights no. there. Uh, so it's. There's a chance his name comes I'm, I'm up. I'm reserving all my judgment for Saturday because that that's a that's a big game. You really need to need to need to win that one. Well, come on, Matt. Don't give don't give them tournament life. Come on, Matt. You're reserving on the bubble. Matt, come on now. Here. Come on. You're reserving your judgment against the Vols, who beat number one last night. You're making them go win on. The, what do you keep moving their cheese? They beat number one last night, Matt. Come on. Oh, Kentucky, the Kentucky games are always the biggest Matt, games. Come Matt, come well, on. Matt, come on. they Maybe... beat Kentucky at home and took care of business there, I don't think you'd be as, as hard up on it. Guys, it's going to be really hard. You guys expecting to win this game uh, Saturday, 1 o'clock start? Who, who wins in the afternoon in Lexington? I wonder how many of those they've, they've lost down through the years. Saturday afternoon games. I bet they're almost unbeaten up there Saturday afternoon. i got to ask Larry Vault that. Well, you know. Um, he will know. The one... The COVID season is when COVID Tennessee actually won a Saturday night Co game. Up COVID, that, really doesn't. that doesn't count. And I'm talking about Saturday afternoon. All afternoons. the other wins that I can remember have come on midweek games. Yeah. Now you're talking, sports fans. It's very hard. These weekend games. Weekends were made for Barnsey. Take a brief time out. We'll come back on the other side. Break it down scientifically. Larry Vaught, Vaught's views after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hi, I'm former Sheriff Enoch George with 30 years experience in emergency services. I know how important it is to locate an address that's in need of help as quickly as possible. An LED light bulb has been developed and manufactured that glows red, white, and blue flashing light to be placed on your front porch and turned on when you have an emergency that will help the responding emergency services to locate your home as quickly as possible. You can obtain your LED light bulb at Mount Pleasant Fire Department and all of your local fire stations. For more information, contact Fire Department at 379-1005. 379-1005. Seconds counts. Get your light bulb today. I wish you and your family a safe and happy new year. Time. 
Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Tone to be back with you, 865-200-5402. As I welcome you, you, and you back with us today on the one, the only. Uh, my name is Tony Basilio. This is what we do here. If you want to jump in, Larry Vaught's not till um, our second hour. So if you want to get in with us today, do that. Who that? Who that? Who that? That do that? Do that? Do that? On your Basilio show, eight six five two hundred five four zero two. And let's see here. Couple notes, notes. Couple uh, snooze notes and snuggets for you from last night's game. First of all, Joe Lenardi now has the Vols as the, you know, all that crying that y'all did. Come here, five seed. No, no, they could still end up, you know, on the three line, whatever. But the big reveal, the big ragu, the big reveal is coming on Saturday at noon, preceding the Tennessee-Kentucky telecast, and it's going to be the first committee reveal. Now, Matt, do they do this each week like they do in football, or they only do one of them? I think they only do one. It's, like, really weird. It's like they, they, they just do one. Yeah. yeah. I think last year was the first year they do it. One. And it's just an absolute joke, and one. it is pretty meaningless. Not every week to build uh, interest in their sport, but they do one of them. That's what was really confusing last year. It's like, yeah. so what are you doing? Well, Why would you and, do one and, and then – that's it. Yeah, and ten- Tennessee was—I can't remember exactly where they were, but wherever they were, they—you know—Tennessee went on that great run. They went like eight and one down the stretch after that, and when the—you know—the on Selection Sunday, they had only increased like two spots mm-hmm. on that list. Mm-hmm. That thing's a, just a total made-for-TV, you know, deal. So a farce. Yeah, yeah, complete joke. Okay, we get... I don't know why they don't have Jerry Palm on, on set for that. With our analysis, we get way in the weeds. Boy, my nose is really red today. I got to... Oh, God, man. This thing's not letting go of me. Um, it's like Rudolph. Um, we get way in the weeds. Now, today on the blog, we had an item about the officiating crew, which is a really strange officiating crew to be working that game last night. I will say it was very helpful to Tennessee, that officiating crew, because the Vols turned that into a football game, which Alabama's more of a finesse team than they are, and Tennessee was extremely handsy with them, grabbing them, clutching them, grabbing them, and then they were, and then the officials were complying with charge calls that weren't charges a couple times. I mean, I'm not, you know, I love my team, but I call it like I see it, kind of like in the Super Bowl. You know, everybody in Eagle names, Nation's bitching about that call. The Bradbury guy grabbed him. 
in the open field. That's a call. Now, if you want to make the call, make the call, but they weren't calling them all night, which, you know, if I was going to complain about that, I would say that's my complaint. But otherwise, I'm not going to sit around and uh, when officiating goes my way, I'm still going to say, hey, that was pretty one side. Last night was pretty one sided whistle. I mean, that, that really helped us because we didn't exactly shoot the ball well. The officiating greatly helped Tennessee win last night's game. Do you, you guys agree with that? The way the game was called, because we weren't very good offensively. So they were a great aid to us, I believe, Matt, the way the game was called. Oh, 100%. The, the more physical the, the officials allow a game to be, I, the more I think it does benefit Tennessee. Yeah, so they get um, no attorney, and they get, and they get down, down the line a month or so. Especially when they're shorthanded like this, which I don't, none of us know about Josiah Jordan James's health. See, here's the thing about the Mayshack piece last night, the way he played. The, the thing that's really interesting about all that is that this Phillips guy is an elite defender. Now, you might not think that, but he's an elite. He's wallpaper on offense these days. But he's an elite. That's why he plays so many minutes. He's an elite defender. Elite. Like he's excellent. I wanted to do one correction correction last night because one thing slipped by us, why and myself, and I want to thank Ken Miller for pointing this out. The Roberts guy that officiated the game last night, we hardly ever see him. I put in the blog today that those three guys were a really weird crew. And they're having all kinds of problems staffing these games. They've got too many officials. I was talking to a friend of mine today who I'm going to bring on here in a couple of days to talk about this. They've got too few guys working too many games across too many miles in college basketball right now. And you're seeing some really weird combinations, those of you that pay attention to officials. You're not, we're not seeing the same people. Courtney Green who worked the game last night, we hardly ever see him. He's never advanced past the Sweet 16 in terms of uh, an NCAA tournament official. He's worked two Tennessee games in his career before last night, and they were both earlier this year. So we've seen him kind of come on the scene. Steven Anderson is a ref who was fired by the and, – and, you know, uh, Refletics Judd would love us talking about this. Refletics Judd, I know the pH in your body's changing. You might want to pull over. Steven Anderson is a ref who was fired by the NBA, has never ref past the first weekend of the NCAA tourney. I mean, these guys weren't exactly Sterling Golden officials. For a game of one versus ten, that was a game of high leverage and high magnitude in the league. Those are two teams vying for the regular season championship, if there's such a thing, in the league last night. They're vying for the top of the league. And then the Roberts guy who they put out there last night has refed all over the place, conference-wise. And, and, and we had said last night on Garza Law, Tennessee Basketball Overtimes, this is my information I got from Y, was that, and this is how in the weeds Y and Ken Miller get, Y said he had never, they, and I take Y's word for it because I don't argue with Y. When Y says something, it's, I don't ask why. Don't, why ask why is my question when he tells you something. He told me that none of these guys had worked the Final Four, but in fact, Roberts had worked a 2018 national semifinal involving Loyola Chicago, the one we were supposed to be in. 
You know what's interesting? He is not, that Roberts guy that was in here last night, has not worked a tournament game since 2019 in the Elite Eight. So he is not qualified for the tournament in four years. He, he's like Kentucky. He doesn't have any wins in March. So that was your officiating crew last night. Really strange. That's a really strange crew to do that game. So we get past that. Now on to more important matters. Tomorrow, 1230, CBS. Pre-game of the Tennessee-Kentucky game. We're going to have a bracket preview from the committee. Matt, they do this every week leading up to the tournament, right? So for the next month, is that is that what we do? We do it every week, Matt, leading up to the tournament, like you do in football? Uh, I don't believe no. so. I think they just do it once. One time. At least that's what they did last One year. Time. And I believe last year was the first year they did it. Is that the dumbest? Now I want you to think about this. How dumb I is think, that? Go ahead, I Brian. I think they've done that maybe before. Brian, how dumb is it? it like the last three or four years. How dumb is that? If you're going to do this, do it every time or don't do it at all. But for some reason tomorrow, which is interesting, we're going to get to see where the committee, what they think of the Vols so far. Matt, what do you put, how much stock do you put in what you're going to see where the Vols are tomorrow? Uh, None. Yeah, none. None. They, they, taught us last they year. proved it last year. Yep. They even said it last year. Yeah, because... Tennessee won like 9 of 10 games, won the SEC tournament last year for the first time since 79, Burt Bertelkamp, when he was uh, walking around in short skivvies down in the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center, Burt Bertelkamp and skivvies and hair. I remember those days when I had short skivvies and hair. And, Brian, they moved us up one spot. One effing, I mean, no offense, one spot? I mean, what would have happened if we would have uh, done the 10th Avenue freeze-out and gone home early in the tournament? Would they would have been a sixth seed last year? Not a seed line. One spot in 10 games. So I'm with Matt Dixon. Or you could look at it this way. If Tennessee's a number two seed tomorrow and they're a high number two seed, you might say no matter what happens from here, they're not going to move us. Maybe that's the lesson, Matt. Yeah, it could it could be. Yeah, I mean, you definitely you played your way back into that you know two three seed range as opposed to more the three four line after after last night. That's a big win. So, when Larry Vaught joins us, we'll talk about that with him on the TLD Logistics Hotline. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Lenardi in his latest bracketology, Brian has the Vols the number one, number two seed. Kansas is the number four, number one seed. The two are very close. Tennessee's decisive win on a neutral floor. He wrote today that he could see the committee viewing Tennessee as the fourth, number one seed. What about it, Bri, if you look up tomorrow, and just like football, or on Saturday, rather, and just like Jesse James, share, Brian Hartman, the Vols are the number one seed. Could you imagine the impact of the kamikaze necktie? Well, they do have wins over in the Nets, second Alabama. Yep. They have a win over 
seven, number seven Kansas and number nine Texas. And yes. they played number 11 Arizona on the road and lost a close game. Who has a better resume than that, Brian? Now, I know we had the shameful loss down in, uh, down in uh, Nashville, and I know we lost to Mizzou. Brian Hartman made a great point last night on Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime, that I'll repeat because I listen to the man when he talks. Last night's games were two and a half games. Last night's win. Not a game, not a game, not a game and a half, two and a half. Is that what you said, Brian? Yeah, it felt it felt like even at home it was worth at least two games, You're maybe, exactly maybe right. more. Two and a half. And I think the Saturday's game will feel the same way if they can get it. Matt, we win on Saturday? Uh, I, I sure hope so. I, I think I think they will. Yeah, I, I think I think they will. I, you know, Barnes has always been really good in these kind of rematch games. Um, and your team pretty much no showed the first one here. Um, so going to have to play really well. Pro- probably won't be able to to play like you did last night and get away with with you know playing football for a lot of the game. That that won't fly at Rupp Arena, so you'll have to shoot a lot better. But. Do we want Wheeler playing? Yes or no? Udis Wheeler, and then we'll go to the phones. I, I wish he'd play forty minutes. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Again, eight six five two hundred five four zero two. I was just told that the Roberts guy does not work the NCAA tournament because he chooses not to. He's done with it. And that you know, source, uh, and that source even ahead. said that that was a curious crew to put together last night. Go ahead, Brian. Tennessee's going to have four quad one opportunities in their last five games to pick up some wins to make a case for still being a number one seed. Isn't that amazing? Even after all and, that. All you yeah. people... All you people whined and moaned all the way to the first ever number one seed in school history, on the way to the first ever final four in school history, you bunch of punks and clowns, you bunch of ingrates, you bunch of clowns. Let's go to the finals. It's always the damn fan base's fault, and I'm the first to blame you. Not, not to diminish what a one seed would would be, and that it'd be a, a really great accomplishment for the program. But with with college basketball this year, can they just have like eight two seeds and just award no one seeds because nobody really deserves it? Say that again. Can can the committee like not hand out any one seeds and just make like eight two seeds? You know, like you talked about last night, two. Like Alabama is the number one team in the country. A two. yeah. Like, I don't think there's any teams worthy of being an actual one seed. Well, the great Maury Hanks texted me last night during the game, and he's right. He goes, that's your number one team in the country? I mean, in, a, in anything. That's your number one. Matt, have you ever seen a number one team look that bad at anything? In any sport? A number one team? Uh, well, no, I, I'm trying to think of, of when Tennessee got to number one. They, the first time, they actually 
played at Vanderbilt, they played a pretty good game down there. It's just they couldn't get they couldn't contain that Foster kid who just went off. And they looked better than that last night. And then the other time they were number one for four weeks straight. So when Alabama's gotten to be number one in college basketball, they have not it's not held up very well for them. Both times. To the phones. 865-200-5402. This is a year where college basketball, I mean, let's just call it what it is. It stinks. And we really ought to kick the door down. This is the year. This is the time to remember Billy Joel. Let's go to the phones. That's your number one team in in the land? And by the way, good on the Tennessee basketball fans for not not one person walking onto the floor last night after beating number one. Because you know you know you rush the court for teams that are worthy of getting the courts rushed for them. Matt, did that Alabama bunch look worthy of rushing a floor for in any way, shape, or form, Matt? Uh, no, it was a game you were expected to win. Thank and you. you were favored to win. Probably, I wouldn't have minded if we lit up some cigars, although that would have been a fire hazard. Well, you know, the funny thing is you're supposedly number 10 in America. They're number one. And then as the day went on, you got bet up. Explain that to me. <laughs> Despite having two starters out. Yeah. Yeah, you're missing two starters and your best defender. And a senior leader. You talk about a weird sport. You talk about a weird, weird sport in a weird place. College basketball 2023. Hashtag weird. And I don't know. Hello and welcome in. Tony Basilio show. How are my friends compatriots doing today? Hey, buddy. Well, I want to say we won that one for Gus Manning. You got that right. Down and yep. us out, I believe. They had a beautiful uh, chair for Gus Manning last night with his name on it and some flowers at courtside. That's that's awesome, you know. And uh, I, you know, I want to applaud our crowd. They got into it. You know, it seems like every time we thought we were going to go on, on a run, Alabama hit a three there for a while, and you know we could, we couldn't quite pull away. But yep. uh, and thank goodness. That Vescovi hit some free throws at the very end. I was really getting worried about that when he missed. Thank goodness for Chef Boyardi, you know. Yeah, but uh, you know his. I think his missed free throw led to an Alabama three, the only did. one of the game by Quinterly at the end. It did. It did. It made it a five point and game. And I'm thinking that's a five point play. <laughs> you know, but we, you know they were we, they were up three possessions, so it was they had margin for error there. That is a five point play. But then he either that, the next possession after they hit the three, he made that a great steal. You know, and uh, so they never gave up on defense. But I'm with Matt. Uh, who was the commentator? Was it Jay Billis? Is that our guy that we had last night? Correct. He was always saying stuff about like we're playing football, you know. This should be a foul. He criticizes the refs more than anybody I've ever seen, you know. And uh, I, if they let us bump and grind up there, 
that's Barnes is going to do it. Maybe this is the year they're going to let Barnes do, do it. I, I don't know, but because that W Lynn last night, that was some uh, what what uh, karate defense. Yeah, right. And uh, you know, it's uh, if if they call a, a touch up there at Kentucky, we'll be in trouble. But uh, I mean, every team we play it. Except South Carolina, they're on some kind of Joel Lenardi bubble, I think, or either in or out or next eight out or whatever. You know, so that we could lose, we could lose two or three games in this stretch. I hate to say it, but uh, yep, yeah. I tell our fan base to hold your horses. Like everybody thinks, oh, you're back. We're back. We're. I, I'm not ready to proclaim that yet. But last night was a really nice win, and you had to have it. Oh, it was. It, it was wonderful, and I'm glad ESPN stuck with it for a little while. And I'm glad we did not storm the court. Uh, of course, Sterl the Pearl played Dixieland a lot again toward the end. Yep. And uh, you know that was all good. That was all great. So and, fun. Uh, yeah, it was just so much fun to watch. If somebody held the sign up, we beat you in football, too. Because <laughs> we haven't had a lot of good luck against Alabama. You can go back to the 60s or 70s. That's a big win for us. Yes. You know, but uh, yep. we did it for Gus, and I just want everybody to remember him and how I'm glad they had that chair for him with the flowers. So and, nice. Uh, Let's just uh, let's just keep pulling for the for the big orange the rest of the way. They're they're gonna you know we got to get in the NCAA. I'm with Matt. I don't know if they ought to have seeds this year. Just put everybody geographically or something. Sixty four <laughs> teams. They ought to do. You know what they ought to do? And W. Lynn, thank you for the call. They ought to do a, like a World Cup draw, Matt. Put the teams that qualify in the deal in the hat, and then just draw them out of the hat. It's just a it's a jumbled. Frickin' mess, man. Well, uh, that's that's where you get the conspiracy theory in me will come out if you do that. Back to the phones you go. Kentucky gets to play up in Louisville. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. Um, great, great calling show last night. A lot of, obviously, very positive that fun? energy. And fun. It was a good yep. time. It yep. was a good time. Good yep. listen. Hey, so uh, the uh, bow your head, great Don Meyer said a thousand times, if you said it once, the mental is to the physical as four is to one, meaning it's a much more mental game than physical game. Well, last night we know who the more physically talented team was, Alabama. We were so superior to them mentally. Preparing for that game, you talked about the great scout we had. There were things I saw last night I don't think I've ever seen in however many years I've been watching basketball, 45 years since you know I was a little kid. We were pre-switching on inbounds. I've never seen that before. And I'm sure maybe someone's done it somewhere. But there was a, one of the first inbounds plays under their basket. I looked at Meshack is not guarding Brandon Miller. I'm like, what are you doing, idiot? Like, I'm, I'm freaking out because he's guarding Quinterly or Sears or one of those guys. And then, they, you know, the official hands of the ball, and they start doing their action with their two or three or four screens, and everybody's on the right guy. It was I, I, have you ever have you ever seen or heard of that before? Because I haven't. No. I mean, I've seen you going from a zone to a man or man to a zone to switch it up a little bit on inbounds, but but never pre-switching screens on inbounds. That was great. Second thing, the kid taking the ball in was their point guard, so he's used to having a point guard on him 
we put Adu on him once, and we put uh, Euros on him once, and there were two turnovers. He One time he just threw the ball out of bounds, and the other time he threw it right in Euros' hands, two turnovers. That, like, that's unforced, like unforced uh, Alabama was no, goofy no, last not, night, weren't Tony, they? Those, those, aren't, those aren't unforced errors. We forced those errors. We, we did that to them. Now, when you play basketball regularly and you're used to, let's say, good defense, moderate pressure, you can run your offense. It's not that big a deal to run your offense against a fair defense. And that's what they're used to doing. Last night, they played against ball pressure that extended to 35, 40 feet. They couldn't run their offense. They, we had Adu hedging 30 feet from the basket. They did not know that was all mental. We destroyed them mentally. And so your, your comments about NATO's in-game coaching, by the time he got on the court, he was done already. And there is superior athletic ability, which in almost every position, they're superior athletic Yes, ability. yes. We were superior mentally at every position last night. And that was a huge difference. Now, all this talk about the refs, I didn't notice the refs, except that they were consistent. And I, I look at refereeing like a good old boy network. The same crappy officials make the, make the Final Four. You know, the guys we complain about are, you know, are, are sometimes really, really bad officials or they take over the game. Or I didn't hardly notice those guys, except that they were pretty consistent. It was, it was physical basketball. So I don't care who the officials are as long as I don't notice them and they call it pretty evenly, and, and they did. I don't think there was a foul disparity. I don't think there was a big free throw disparity until the end. So, you know. I'd rather not know your name and just have you call a good game and let two teams duke it out and play on. Either call it tight or call it loose, but just call it the same, and they call it the same both halves. So, yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think anytime you let teams play, that's good for us. The way we want to play, Ward, I, I just think that's uh, I think that's a good thing. Now they started two five stars. We sat two five stars. How crazy is that? Crazy. It's all about it's all about recruiting. It's all about getting five star guys. And listen, I, I want I want as many five star guys as we can get, of course. Or you could end up like Kentucky and have a team full that can't play together and they're wildly inconsistent like we are at times. But I'd rather have our crew than theirs, honestly. And after oh. watching that game last night. Oh, they're 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 a box of chocolates now. I mean, can you imagine them being number one in America with that wild team they have? And they are wild. They wow. make Auburn last year look tame, guys, and predictable, Matt. I mean, that Alabama team was wild last night, Dixon, for being number one in America. And, and Tony, oh, no, they, I watched they it. didn't handle the spot well at all. No. That Arkansas they, they, game, Tony, they looked like Auburn the playing the so squad far, game. Telling. Say it again, Wardy. I'm sorry. I said I said that, that I mentioned to you on the calling show last night. I was watching Arkansas A&M. Yeah. That looked like an Auburn inner squad game. It was so loud and crazy. Who I mean, ended, it was. Who ended up winning that nuts. game? I ended up getting caught in my blog upstairs, and I didn't even catch the end. Who, who won that game? A&M. A&M, 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 A&M came back and won the game. Wow, that's a good win for them. I'm telling you, A&M, so A&M at home. A&M is undefeated on their court. A&M at home, guys, is not you know. Read Arena Magic. That's gonna be that's gonna be a difficult game for us, Ward. Those dudes are physical. Yes, those they dudes, are. I told you that last physical. night. They're going. That's going to be a difficult game. Yes, sir. Bet the under. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be physical. Bet anyway, the under and uh, bring the ice. You, you, hey, have, have a great day. Go Big Orange. And I can't wait for baseball on Friday. Oh, my God. Thank you, brother. And we'll be on with a Garza Law extra innings game 
following uh, Tennessee's game. We'll do a quick. We're not going to be on for like, you know. Like I told Laura, Laura's like, do you know that game starts at 8? I said, yeah. Eastern. She said, new game's going to be over about 11.30. I said, yeah. I said, I'm not going to be on for a long time. Don't burn yourself out. I said, I understand. Which she's concerned. She knows me. She, my gear is I'll run myself into the ground if you give me a chance. So we're going to do a quick uh, Garza Law extra innings program and just talk about what we just saw. And take some calls and mix it up. Let's go back to our phones and get our next call in. Is this my man, Mari? Tony, how are you, sir? Momo, I need to get you on here. To There's so many things we've got to break down scientifically, but when you texted me last night and you said, man, that's number one in America? Yeah, no, I mean, Tony, I just said, like, you know, Tennessee did a great job game plan on that, but that they shot the numbers they did and were able to beat the number one team in America without two starters, I think that's pretty pretty damning. But Tennessee played, you know, outstanding. But what I was calling about today, I was just getting ready to go to lunch. Hopefully somebody will pick up the tab, unlike you. But um, Is the you know, scrounger Rock, or the Rock, scraggler, is the scraggler still out there eating off people's the plates? out there. He's not in Knoxville. But if he was there, I'd definitely have to pick up the tab. You all used to have the uh, straggler open in honor of him. He used to come over and eat off people's plates. And he didn't even know that he was the butt of the joke. But he's not here anymore. No, he moved. He moved out of town, but we still have we still have the tournament the last Sunday and last Sunday in April. Uh, <laughs> in honor of this guy, Matt, who's a total moocher, who used to play in the tournament and didn't even know it was about him, Matt. You talk about a self unaware dude, <laughs> and they called it the Straggler <laughs> Open for this dude. Tony, the reason I was calling is you were talking about Mike Roberts and that, and I don't. I mean, I, I've met Mike a few times, but I just want to let you know the reason he doesn't do the tournament. I mean, is because there's a number of guys in the NCAA referees that choose not to and it's because they don't get paid like they don't get paid during the regular year and if they're going to say hey we're going to send you to albuquerque when you when you get picked they tell you on that first weekend if you're going to work one day or two if you're going to work thursday saturday friday sunday they tell you that up front and so if you're going i've got to take time off of work i've got to go to spokane washington I've got to go to Boise. I've got to go to Albuquerque, and I'm only working one day. I'm just going to stay at home. That's, that's wild. Why it's made the, so, that's so why it's made the tournament. So you don't get you don't get the four grand check that you get during the regular season. No. The, what? No. 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 What? The, the, the conference pays the, 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 when you do a game. The institute, the schools pay you. The, the, the conference sets the rate, and, and the and the school pays you. The NCAA pays you the tournament. And they don't pay. What, what, uh, people do. You know, they don't pay what the leagues pay. It's a flat rate. They'll, they'll buy your, they'll buy your flight. They'll set your flight up. They pay you a lot less and they take care of your hotel. What? Some, some guys just say, Hey, if I'm only going to work one weekend, uh, you know, if I'm only going to work one day. And so if you know you're only going to work one day, you know, you don't have a chance to get to the second weekend. Now, if you know you're going to work both, uh, Friday, Sunday, Thursday, Saturday, then you know that you have a chance to get to the next weekend. So, Mari, like for your preseason tournament that you do down in Florida, which Tennessee played in last year, Mari's an, uh, Mari's an entrepreneur empresario in the sport, aside from being a scout. Do, do you employ those officials? How does that work? Yeah, they're, they're all independent contractors, so I just call them up, say, hey, do you want to work this tournament? This is what I'll pay you. 
you need to be here on this date. You'll work a game here, a game there. And then I give them a check. They fill out a, a, a tax of 1099. And at the end of the year, you know, just last month, uh, my tax guy sends them a, uh, you know, a tax, a tax receipt. Wow. That's wild, man. Well, yeah, it was there, it was a weird a crew last night, though, Mari. They're, they're moving these guys around. It's very strange. These assignments, aren't they? Well, it, it is because you know, like you talked about, there's guys working all over. Uh, you know, there's number of games each night, and then also, um, uh, there, you know, there's kind of new assigners in different leagues. Like Mike Eves has done it for the last, I think, the last two three years here in the SEC. He's bringing guys, some guys in. Like Mike Roberts is normally. Uh, a, a northeastern official. He may do some ACC and stuff like that, but that's why he hasn't done a lot of SEC games because he does. Uh, you know, he does. He, he he works up in the northeast and things like that, and and um, so that's why you don't see him down here a lot. Yeah, that's right. Uh, in fact, a, a fellow collegiate official who's listening to me right now said Roberts is primarily a Big East ACC guy. Courtney Green is primarily a Big Ten guy, he said, and he thinks it's odd that they're mixing these guys around as well. You know, Go ahead, Brian. You're not seeing TV Ted at games in SEC because I think he's doing more ACC games this year. Interesting. So that's one thing I read the other day. Huh. Well, Mo, you're my man. We need to get on, though. We need to get you on one day to talk about this issue because we were talking about it a couple weeks ago, about the miles these guys travel i mean these guys can throw up how many miles mo in a week oh i mean ten thousand like twelve thousand easy you know like i said my 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 statement is how many games do they fly over to get to the game they're actually going to yep. but whenever you have time tony that'd be great no i've had a lot of this has come up here uh you know in the last two to three months but i you know not pat myself in the back because it really doesn't mean anything but uh i've been talking about this for five or six years yes uh, in terms of having one guy assign officials, so when you got some time, uh, have me on, and we'll we'll break it down. We need, a, and I appreciate you, brother. We need a commissioner in college basketball, and we need a commissioner in college football in a worse way. Matt, there's no way in the world if you're flying ten thousand miles in a week and staying in a different hotel, two time zones away, and you keep fl- you keep zigzagging. There's no way three weeks later you're the same official that you were. Just no way. No way. Oh, no, not at all. That's you know, stupid. We talked about John Higgins a week or two ago. Yeah. How he did like seven games in a row going yeah. coast to coast. Yep, and me and Mo were talking this morning. He was reading, uh, that'd be Mari, who was just on here with us. He was reading me somebody's um, itinerary, Matt, that put that to shame. And the one we had talked about was a 10,000-mile trek. The Higgins guy and Maury said, "Listen to this." And this dude went from here to here to here to here, three time zones, two time zones, two time zones, seven hundred miles, eight hundred. Maury's like, "You mean tell me that you did a game down in Dallas? You can't find something in San Antonio the next night? Like the crew that was here last night? There's a game in Charlotte tonight. You mean tell me they can't go do that game in Charlotte or something over in the Carolinas? And I can promise you, the two of those guys are two time zones away right now." Because they're independent dudes working for their looking for their own gigs, working for the MCA. Hey. I signed a record contract. Brian, what do I want to do? Get another call, or do I want to uh, take Larry Vaught? You tell me, Brian. 
Let's uh, get our time out and then go to Larry Vaughn. All right, we'll get another call. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're uh, on the Thursday edition. Hi. Hey, Tony. It's Holly. Did Holly, welcome in. I just want to say, while y'all were talking about the, the rest and all, you know, yep. there's so much money bouncing around in all these programs and everything. Why can't they pay the rest better? I mean, that's crazy to expect somebody to fly halfway around the country and then they only get one game. And I don't know how much they get paid. Four grand. Four grand. So you can make these refs, um, will, uh, some of them will, will, will make $28,000 a week because they do a game every night. And that's what they do. I mean, they stay on the wheel. Holly, you've traveled, I've traveled. There's no way in the world that's good for a person to do that much traveling. Um, you can stay in nicest hotel and be in first class in an airplane, and it still gets old. Horrendous. It's like my friends that are in the concert industry, and I've got a couple of uh, friends that do it. They say you wake up in places and you have no idea where you are. Like, they're flying internationally. They have no idea in the middle of the night. After a while, it all looks the same. Basically, you're at the show, you're at the venue, you do your responsibility, either play your music or whatever it is, and it's no wonder half of them are on drugs. Yeah, <laughs> but you know those guys had great responsibility. I mean, it, I mean, I'm, I don't know anything about how they plan it and do this, that, and the other, but I agree with the, your last caller. It seems like that needs to be really looked at yep. and modified because, well, I mean, it just makes sense. In this day and age. Yep. So, anyway, uh, but I, I wanted to call about last night's game. I just so excited. Hats off to the team, the coaching, the fans. And uh, also, I just wanted to note that my friend kept sending me, that was at the game, kept sending me videos of the new student sections because I, I had had trouble getting my bearings to see where everybody was. And I kept saying, why do we not see them cheering and all? And, and they were cheering and they were unbelievable they were rocking it out which is important job job stop was there yep. Jordan Button. and you know that part matters but uh, the big thing I wanted to say I've been really resistant most of the season to all these analytics I just all this artificial intelligence maybe it's because I'm old but I'm just like <laughs> I just don't see this well I'm gonna have to say after this week I've kind of gone back to the other side i'm gonna start really watching these analytics because i kept saying all week long how in the world do they have us pick two points to win and then i think at game time we were at three and a half or whatever and i don't bet or anything i just find statistics and i thought what is it that they see that i don't see well you know they kept saying, we're going to beat them, we're going to beat them, we're going to beat them. And, you know, I thought, well, artificial intelligence is the thing now. And they don't take into account emotions like, you know, we all as fans do. You know, we lost two games. And, oh, well, maybe we're not as good as we thought and blah, blah, blah. But I guess I'm going to start paying more attention to it. Because like you have said many times on the, the show, you know, there's a reason that Vegas has a lot of big, tall, expensive buildings yep, yep. out there. They, and they're built on models. Those things are, yep. and that sports gambling deal, Holly, they were doing analytics way before analytics was cool. Yeah. I mean, back in my college days, yep. I remember for fun, we would bet, and, you know, you'd have a yep. little pencil on the cars, and then the guys mm -hmm. would come pick them up, you know, on campus. Yep. And, the uh, the, the old parlay days. That's right. Yeah. I remember because the, 
back in my day, the boys would do it, and then they'd let the girls kind of do it with them just mm-hmm. for fun, you know, because yep. we were trying to be involved in the games. I bet you want and, some. Uh, uh, you're you're a knowledgeable uh, sportswoman, which I appreciate. I bet you I bet you put some money in your pocket back in the day, Holly. I did, but I mean, what big money? I mean, back in those days, we would bet like the biggest bet I guess I ever did was five dollars. Yep. My dad and mom would have killed me if they knew that I was spending my you know playing parlay. <laughs> Playing parlays on the black market back in the day. It's so wonderful. You know, here they were working hard so I could go to UT. <laughs> You're over there playing parlays. They would have absolutely strangulated With you. boys. Oh, yes. They would have been so mad. But anyway, you know, it's a whole different ball game now. And so I'm really going to start paying attention to that more because I was so resistant to it. But I, the last thing I want to say is I cannot get over the mind blowing defensive game we play. That's incredible. I've never seen anything like it. And I have oh, been to so many ball games and I mean from back in my day to cheerleading and on up to the balls and I'm not a pro person, but it blew my mind. And uh I just I'm still concerned about our offensive shooting. The statistics didn't look good to me. And I think that we overpowered them, and I just don't know long-term if our defense can just keep overpowering, overpowering. Well, you, no, no, you hit it. You, Holly, I appreciate you. Thank you. I'm out of time in this hour. Thank you, Holly. Great call. I'm up against a hard break here. Tennessee was substandard in foul shooting. Just by when you look at what a good night is, uh, from the field and three-point shooting last night, they did not shoot the ball well but still won rather easily. That's how weird and how good their defense was last night. And that's how weird the sport is. They beat the number one team in America despite really not being in tune offensively. Come back on the other side. Larry Vaught, Vaught's Views. We'll get the latest on Kentucky, who's kind of figuring it out, kind of not, kind of like the Vols. It's... um, they're, they're a little bit of a mystery, 75% of the way to 80% of the way through the season, where we are right now. We'll see what Larry Vaught's views are on the Cats and the Vols. Saturday, 1 o'clock start, Eastern. Be there, hour two after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hey guys, this is Mary Catherine with Bug Out Termite and Pest Control. Did you know that most insurance plans don't cover termite damage? Termites cause $5 billion in damage every year. Having a termite inspection done by a termite professional once a year is the best way to determine your home or business is termite free. Our technician will help you determine the best treatment solution for you. Call us today to schedule your inspection at 931-380-9009 or visit us online at bugouttennessee.com. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Columbia Ace Hardware carries Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines? Columbia Ace Hardware is the only Magnolia paint dealer in town. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware and Power Equipment. We will be glad to help you. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 41 dollar bill to one better one dollar bill to one better than one dollar bill come to the 2023 mule day auctioneer championship hosted by the columbia breakfast rotary club benefiting their college scholarship fund outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 mule day auctioneer champion the event will be held at the tennessee livestock sale barn at 1231 industrial park road columbia tennessee starting at 11 a.m hope to see you there 31 dollar bill to one better one dollar bill this is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony, be back with you. You know, there are uh, there are people I treasure, right, along the way. John Adams, by the way, is uh, absent uh, from today's Tony Basilio show. His absence today presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors Online at SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com. 
865-200-5402. We're going to go to the phones. The great Larry Vaught of Vaught's Views is an absolute, what I would call, treasure. You know, you find these folks along the way. Larry, how long do you think you and I have been uh, commiserating and breaking it down scientifically? A couple decades, maybe? Yeah, I would. I was going to say at least 15 years and yeah. probably longer than that because time gets away from me quicker than yeah. I want to admit something. I know, and yet you continue to answer the bell. And, and down through the years, you have pretty much called things honestly. Now, some have accused you, like the last time you came on, and you said Kentucky has no chance. And then they went out and just smoked the Vols on a Saturday afternoon, uh, took their lunch money, beat them up, beat them in rebounding, just pounded them into the ground. Was that Kentucky's best performance of the year that afternoon, which was almost like season-saving, wasn't it? Oh, it it definitely was their their best and definitely was season-saving because if they lost that one, I think it was just basically going to be over for them. And instead, I mean, I I still – as I look back, I still can't believe Kentucky won that game because of some, when you watch them play after that, they just haven't looked anything like that. I mean, the team that lost to Georgia, that wasn't anything like the team that played at, t- at Tennessee. But then just when you think they've crumbled again, they kind of pull it together last night at Mississippi State. They didn't finish the game very well, but they still won. And the fact that they had a 13-point lead with eight minutes to go was pretty astounding to me, they had, they had two guys out. Cason Wallace was one for 13 from the field. My gosh. I guess, they were, I guess they were still up 13 points at one point. And again, like I said, they didn't finish it very well, but they haven't had a lot of, they hadn't had a lot of experience with a 13 point lead to know how to finish a game. And, and John Calipari does what he always has done, kind of starts slowing it down and trying to milk the clock and, and Kentucky goes almost five minutes without scoring, and Mississippi State gets back in it, and Kentucky has kind of a couple of boneheaded plays at the end of the game to make it even more exciting than what it needed to be. But they did win, and that's a win they had to have because with the next five games they've got, I still I still don't think there's a guaranteed win left for them. But if they play like they did last night, yeah, they should be able to win some more. The trouble is they just don't play with that kind of energy and passion very often. They did at Tennessee. They did last night. They certainly didn't against Arkansas. They certainly didn't against Georgia. So what you will get Saturday, I mean, the law of averages says it'll be a stinker again because that's how they have kind of been. But, again, they got this is one they really need to win if they want to stay in the NCAA picture. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. So you don't seem to think that it's a guarantee they bring their A game, even though Tennessee's coming to the – building tomorrow you i would think no. that you would tell me oh well this is an all hands on deck tennis uh, kentucky is going to absolutely uh come with the force and you say i i don't know about that no not not after you watch them play arkansas i mean they just they certainly didn't have that kind of attitude in that game when arkansas just kind of ran them out of rupp arena and, and, and against georgia i mean georgia's only scored 42 points in the first half of a game three times this year, and two of them been against Kentucky. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine how this team could be. But, again, last night they were really good most of the game. At Tennessee, they were exceptional the whole game. But when you're going to get that energy, when you're going to get that effort, when you're going to get that kind of physicalness from them, you just, you just never 
No, because, that, I mean, they didn't shoot great last night. I mean, Chris Livingston, the freshman, had a terrific second half. He had all 13 of his points in the second half, and they needed them. But, uh, again, you would think, yeah, how hard would it be to figure out this team win Saturday is huge for them. But a win against Arkansas would have been huge for them, too, and they didn't bring it. A win at Georgia was, was going to be pretty darn significant. They weren't anywhere close to their A-game energy-wise there. So I would sure think they will get it Saturday, but I wouldn't want to bet my house on it. Matt was talking, Matt Dixon earlier was talking about Frederick, you know, transfers from Iowa, and, and I kind of I kind of look at him as sort of a vintage sort of Kentucky player. He just looks he just looks apart in a Kentucky uniform, and his ability to stroke it from the outside, and yet, Cal does this thing that Barnes does with newcomers in that it seems like they initiate these guys, and they kind of choke their offensive game out of them. I, I don't know any other way to say it. I know that's kind of an ignorant take, but both these guys are kind of old-school uh, sort of coaches who are acquired tastes on their clubs, let's just put it that way, and not for everybody. Um, what is it? Do, do you think that's a fair criticism of a Cal when, when it comes to certain guys? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I think he did it with Antonio Reeves this season until he got to the point that he had no choice because of some injuries and because of games that Kentucky was losing that he kind of had to turn him loose, and and that's kind of what rejuvenated him him a little bit that it has, that it let him kind of start going and doing some things. And at the same time that he did the same with T.J. when Severe Wheeler went out and the ball started moving better like it did at Tennessee and they started doing things better problem again now is C.J. Fredericks hurt himself, hurt his finger, and now he's been out the last two games with some type of rib injury. Don't know if he'll play Saturday or not play, so they can't get any kind of continuity with him in there because, yeah, he was supposed to be a guy that last year was supposed to be their shooter. Instead, he misses all season with a leg injury. This year supposed to be their shooter. Had a little trouble getting going. Finally got going a little bit. Now he's been hurt again. So it's, it's just kind of an odd thing, but I do agree with you. John doesn't just come in and say, hey, here's why we brought you here. Just go out and do it. Kind of goes back to the end of last year when, uh, when Kellen Grady, when Kentucky had a couple of injuries and he, he played a little bit. And when those guys came back and he said, okay, now I'll just go back and stand in the corner, wait for him to pass it to me. Yeah. And these, and these old school guys, I mean, they, they initiate people. I, I don't understand it, but it kind of is what it is. And, um, and Barnes is really very much like that, and I guess that's an acquired taste. If you can, you can do it. You can withstand it and see the fruits of it on the other side. You know, in a weird way, Larry, and I know Kentucky fans wouldn't like me saying this, but I look at the roster, and I think that he's done a pretty decent job with this team to be in the spot they're in because they just don't look like they're built to do kind of anything outside of that Tennessee game. They have a weird roster, Larry. They do, which is strange because when the season started, kind of the thought was, well, he's got this roster put together perfect. He's got Wheeler and Wallace that can run the point. He's got Wallace that can play mm-hmm. off the ball. He's got Reeves and Frederick that will be his shooters. He's got Oscar back in the middle. Toppin's going to have a great year mm-hmm. for him. Damian Collins is a guy that can come in and back up Toppin and do some things for you. Chris Livingston can play a multitude of positions and do a lot of things. He gives you a lot of versatility. And that was how it was all supposed to be going to fit together perfect. They didn't have uh, 
They, they didn't have Keon Brooks to blame anymore for what didn't go right. right. And, and and then uh, Kellen Grady w- w- was gone. And so they, Ty Ty Washington was gone. They were going to be okay without him. But it just has never gelled together the right way. They are one of those teams that just looks better together on paper than they do in, in the games. And, and part of it is, Tony, it, and sometimes I guess it just happens, they never seem to have all five guys play well at the same time. You know, one game, once somebody plays pretty well, and then the next game, it's somebody else, and that guy doesn't do diddly squat. It, it's just been a weird year like that for them. And then sometimes things John does or doesn't do, or the way he subs or doesn't sub, you just kind of scratch your head and think, this guy's in the Hall of Fame. Why does it seem so obvious to me? And he can't seem to notice it. But, you know, and Barnes does that with us, but yet these guys, I mean, still this team is in striking distance to get into the tournament. And that really, at the end of the day, I mean, you run up and down the court, you play all these games. Some years you're going to be exemplary. Some years you're going to be middle of the pack. And sometimes you're going to squeak in. And Kentucky right now, uh, you know, went into a gym where they were an underdog, came out with a huge win. Now, granted, the last four or five minutes, like you were saying, of that game are not going to be sent to the Smithsonian. But the last play that Mississippi State ran is Mississippi State basketball in a nutshell. When they throw the ball up into the front court, it looks like they have a really kind of an open look at a three ball, and the ball just squirts off the guy's leg and rolls over to the defender, and that's the ball game. I mean, that is college basketball 2023. If, If ever there was an advertisement for some of the weirdness that's going on in the sport, but... I guess I say all that to you to say, Kentucky wins tomorrow. They're in position to get in, despite everything that's happened here. Yeah. In fact, I think if they win tomorrow, they can feel pretty good about themselves and have a little bit of breathing room. If they drop one of the other games after that, they would still be okay. And I I would tell you, John's got his swagger back after the game. He was talking about people trying to talk us out of the tournament, and they can't do that. He didn't mention the fact they've lost games. It kind of has something to do with that, too. He's about the people trying to talk us out of the tournament. He said, nobody's going to want to play us. Remember the last time we were an eighth seed, which, of course, was in 2014, and they got to the to the Final Four, and Aaron Harrison hit all those shots. But this team is still not built like that 2014 team was. But but John's got it back, and he, he's, he's talking it, and all and we'll see if he can keep his team walking that walk or not against Tennessee because i got a feeling – Tennessee have come in here pretty motivated, and there's been a time or two they've come in and put a spanking on him in Rupp Arena. So we'll see how it goes. We were talking what, and obviously you're 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 very uh, in tune with the history. It seems like that's a harder gym to play in in the afternoon, uh, those weekend afternoon games, than it is in the midweek. If you're going to get Kentucky down through the years, Tennessee gets them, beats them in the midweek games. They're a different animal in those weekend games, or at least they seem to be. Or is that just my and our perception? We were talking about it during the first hour, and all three of us think that is, the, in fact, the case. Do, do you find that to be accurate? I think you do. I think you get a little bit younger crowd, usually on Saturday, especially Saturday afternoon games. I think you get a little crowd that sometimes might be a little more enthusiastic, a little bit more hydrated than they would be during a, a, a weeknight game when they've all got to drive home to wherever they're going to. And I think uh, So I think there's a whole lot more excitement. 
And Kentucky's not had many big Saturday games in Rupp Arena this year, and this will be one of them. That's why I think the atmosphere that Kentucky had against Arkansas and the atmosphere that you'll see Saturday against Tennessee will be far different. And it was good against Arkansas, and that's not the reason they lost, but it'll be far, far better Saturday. And, of course, Tennessee, you've retired Chris Lofton jersey when Kentucky was down there. So Kentucky's bringing back the 96, 97, and 98 teams and honoring them with Tennessee in town on Saturday now. Which is really interesting. What kind of ceremony do they have planned, do you know? I think they'll probably just trot them all out there either before the game or at halftime and just kind of recognize them and, and all like that. They've kind of got a whole weekend of activities for them. But if they're smart. They'll kind of bring them out in, at different times during the game and just get the fans all excited more than more than once, I would think, is what I would do. But I don't know how, how they will do it. But they're going to have some good player. Tubby's going to be there. Oh, Rick, Rick, Rick Pitino's not because his team is playing. But they're going to have probably about 12 or 13 guys off those three teams We'll be back. A lot of them are coaching and can't be there. But it should be pretty special to see those guys all there. That should help get the crowd, I think, even a little more ramp, amped up for this game. Give me a couple names. Who will be there? Well, Jeff Shepard will be for sure. Nice. I know that T- Tony Delk is supposed to be there. Uh, Derek Anderson is supposed to be there. Oh, wow. I know that Wayne Turner, I think, is going to be there. Of course, everybody's hero Cameron Mills will be there so they'll have a good group of them Anthony Epps will be there so that's the ones that I know that have indicated to me I know will be there I'm sure there'll be some others as well I think that'll get that crowd pretty hyped up they see those guys on the way out Larry I always ask you this Larry Vaughtsfuse Vaughtsfuse.com check him out um Larry on the way out um what happens Saturday? What do you think? Well, uh, <laughs> I, I certainly laid an egg the last time you asked me when, when uh, Kentucky came to Tennessee, and I just never anticipated that. But I'm I'm still not convinced that Kentucky is a better team than Tennessee, and I, I don't think playing in Rupp Arena is something that scares Tennessee anymore. So I'm still going to pick Tennessee. I just I'm not a believer yet that Kentucky is physical enough to hang with, with Tennessee. Now, maybe I'll be wrong again, because I certainly was wrong the time before, but if I had to bet my house or anything on it, I'd be betting on the balls. The great Larry Vaught, I thank you. It's been unbelievable. Appreciate you, brother. All right, hang in there, man. He's the best. And he appeared on the TLD Logistics Hotline, presented by our friends at tldlogistics.com. If you want to make more money and faster, join TLD and start hauling glass today. Hauling glass pays more at TLD. Change lanes with TLD Logistics online at tldlogistics.com. Matt, when he started mentioning some of those Kentucky greats of yesteryear, did you get a feeling down deep in the pit of your stomach? Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I, I despise all those guys. Matt, now come on. Tubby Smith's cool, I guess. He's very cool. Of course, Cam- they ran him out of town for Cameron Mills, yeah, Jeff Shepard every year, unlike Cal. Cameron Mills, Jeff Shepard, Derek Anderson. Come on, man. Those are some cool. Those are some cool. Tony Delk, who's from uh, where's Tony Delk from, Bry? He's from our state somewhere, isn't he? I think he's from Jackson, maybe. No, Tony Delk is. I think from, I think he's from West Tennessee. Tony Delk. I don't know. Somebody will know that. But thank you to Larry Vaught today. How about Larry Vaught? Is he doing the Mike Rooney thing? Is he is he winning today's Rooney Award? 
Is he following the Rooney rule today, Matt? Doing that deal where they they put us to sleep, lull us to sleep, and then ambush us like Bino says? Well, he, he certainly did for the game here, but, you know, that Kentucky team, they just go through the motions most nights. So, you know, they kind of play emotionless basketball wow. and just are just so inconsistent and sloppy a lot of nights. It's, it really is hard to figure out who they are. He's, he's not lying to you. That fan base, when I say hates a team, Matt, they hate that team. That's why... Literally, when they played here, there were there weren't uh, three hundred of their fans in our stands. Matt, am I lying about that? I mean, three hundred people, Matt. Oh no, Al- Alabama had two or maybe even three times as many fans at that game last night. Do what? Had here. Do what? And that was a Saturday game too. Here, no, you, Al- Al- you know they had a bunch of these new new fans. Last night, that Matt, was it. Was really disgusting how many of them were there. Matt on Garza Law, uh, Tennessee basketball overtime last night said <laughs> he said I almost texted to the text line and complained on these bammers just to get them out of my face last night. And they told you, Matt, they were from Kentucky, right? Alabama fans from Kentucky, which is really weird. Yeah. That Kentucky's their second team. Were they nice was, people? Uh, I mean, yeah. Considering, I mean, I I think they're literal spawns of Satan. So I didn't have they were they were actually pretty nice and kind of knowledgeable fans. But that's just disgusting to hear when they said that. Back to the phones. We back to the phone. Brian, do you believe? Are you afraid of this Kentucky game? Now we're going to have tomorrow to talk about it. Well, but are you afraid of it? Yeah, I, I always. I always am cautious when they go to Rupp Arena because I've seen just uh, Tennessee good Tennessee teams go up there and get ambushed by by Kentucky teams that really should not have been able to do that. But uh, you know the the recent success there in that building sort of makes you a little bit more hopeful than you would have been during the seasons where the balls can never just seems like even during Bruce Pearl's campaign. They only won up there one time, so wow. I don't know. I uh, I see Saturday's game as a complete, you know, coin toss to me. I I, th- I think Tennessee. I don't know. Will they be favored? Yes. In this game, I I don't I don't see the line being. They'll be favored. You know, I I don't see it being more than I, I two don't or know three. Kentucky would be favored by more than maybe two points. Yeah, themselves. like like last night, Mississippi mistake. Was a couple point favorite in their building. Tennessee will be a couple point favorite up there. Yeah, I would think. If the Ken Palm thing holds, yeah, why wouldn't they be? Couple point favorite. Tennessee was like what? Like an eight or nine point favorite when they played here? And we didn't believe it. Yeah, they were. I, think, they, I thought it was like were, 11 or 12. Yeah, I think yeah, that's right. It might have been double figures. Yeah. And it just seemed like it was too good to be true, and it was. The great Dave Locke and the great Sean Sinclair are telling me in unison that uh, Tony Delk is from Brownsville, Tennessee. Matt, have you ever been Which to Brownsville? Which is close to Jackson. Yeah, is that right? <laughs> oh. Brian's not coming off the Jackson the only thing I know, The only thing I know about Brownsville is Brownsville Station, smoking in the boys' room, Cubby Coda. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. I'm gonna go to our phones. 
And then I get Matt Dixon's uh, take his temperature on a few baseball items. Because our Tennessee baseballers are getting ready to get it on. Bang a gong, get it on. Ready or not, here I come. Let's go to the phones. Hello and welcome into our next call. Yes. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, uh, this is Ellis. Hey, I'm Ellis. Calling you. We want to talk about Tennessee's, uh, I think they uh basketball team, you know, they have a little fatigue problem. You know, you got the team playing a lot of games, and these, these are still kids. Yep. And uh, I think, you know, from time to time they, you know, they, they, they're a little tired, you know. A lot of games, and Rick Barnes, I've been to a couple of you know, practices, and they have real intense practices. I, I really enjoy watching them practice. It was a real hype, hyped-up practices as they go against each other doing the practices. Mm-hmm. And I think that the guys need to get a little bit more sleep. And uh, I don't know what what's going on. Maybe uh, they need to leave the girls alone to Interesting. the season or what. But, uh, hey, I think these guys need to get a little bit more sleep. And uh, it would help with, with, the, uh, with the play. I mean, you know. What well, do you think? I tell you what, man. I mean, Tennessee offensively has been playing better lately, but defensively not so much. Now, last night they played really well defensively, but they had an opponent that really cooperated uh, from that end. Uh, Alabama was wild. La- I mean, wild. Borderline out of control last night in that game. Quinterly was running around like a whirling dervish out there, just turning the ball over, kicking it off his leg. I mean, all kinds of crazy things. I think, though, that you have now, – now, you know, here's the thing about this this deal, just when you think you have it figured out. Last night you are playing shorthanded against a team that wants to run and want, wants to push it. You don't have Jordan. You don't have Phillips. You're down to eight players. Of the eight, three are big people that you ordinarily don't have in your rotation a tremendous amount, including Adu, including Plavi, and both those guys go for double figures last night. I mean – this thing is like a puzzle, Ellis, that I can't figure out. But I do think, at times, Rick Barnes is his own worst enemy by, by how hard he works his kids. And he and he has a tendency, I'm not going to say he has a tendency, but from time to time they look like a burned-out, tired bunch. I, I think that's true. Yeah, they need to get a little more sleep. I, I, get some more sleep. You know, a lot of fatigue going on. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they, they practice hard, yeah. they play hard. And a lot of games, and yep. hey, I'm just tired tonight. I just don't have it. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm trying. To, that's why the offense is, you know, you got to have energy to hit them shots, three point shots. You know. So you you think hands. it's like a you think it's like a sleep issue? Is that where you're? Yeah. That, where you're leaning? Alice, how, yeah, how do you get? Sleep, out? I don't know. How, like, I'm not a good sleeper. You a good sleeper? No, I'm not good at it, man. And my dad no, used to tell I, me. Well, my dad used to tell me the older you get. The harder it is to sleep, and he's freaking right, man. You know, they sleep and in pain and yep. hurting from uh, yep. body muscles. Yeah, you know, they need to get a little more massages. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, uh, it, it, you know, you need that sleep to play good. You know, I, I mean, that's what I'm seeing. You know, and a lot of lot of activities going on on campus. Yeah, 
Hanging lot of gar- a lot of girls, a lot of good-looking girls, right? They need to shut them girls down. Hey, man. That's hard. Basketball and, and have girlfriends. Hey, Alice. Hey, Alice. <laughs> there's, hey, hey, Al, there's a lot of guys over there getting a lot of sleepless nights, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Up there holding hands and whatnot. Yeah, I know it. I know it. They need to cut it out. Yeah. I mean, my my, uh, my current big. my current my current wife. I I went out with her there, and one that I remember I was driving it to back to see my family in Pennsylvania. So I wasn't going to see her for a couple weeks. I stayed up to like four o'clock in the morning with her and got up at like eight and drove. That's not a good idea, Alice. Looking back on that, yeah, yeah. But that's what you do. See, you would have told a young Tony Basilio, you need some more sleep. Alice would have been there saying, get some more sleep, man. Yeah, get some sleep, Tony. You, you need to sleep so you can be uh, wide awake and, 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 and talking good on the iron now. So you're my man. Ellis, say you'll call us again. I appreciate you. Incredible. Thank you, brother. Lefty told me to give you a call. He said I might get well, through. Well, listen, if Lefty sent you, then it's all good. And you know the difference between you and him was you actually had a conversation with me. When he calls, he's talking to four different people. Oh, Okay. Well, one time, a, a, a one time, Lefty called us and he was talking with talking to a guy about a weed eater, and he was trying to buy a weed eater while he was on the air with us. Ask him about that. Okay, I will. So, thank you. Good talking to you, Ellis. Good talking to you too. Lefty's a nut job, who I love, who helps a lot of people in our community. But he's talking about Leroy Brian. Uh, Brief timeout. More on the others. He let's talk some baseball. An honor, a Lefty. In honor of Lefty, who's a great umpire to this day and age. One of the great umpires in our area, as we continue with more on the other side right after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? 
I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bikes, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. PB back with you, 865-200-5402. And I love my FC Alliance folks. 
because they are growing a beautiful the beautiful game. And it, I, I tell you, it's it's a beautiful thing to be along with you today, John Adams. Uh, say a prayer for him. He's missing with us today. He's been in a lot of pain this week. Been out, been in the hospital, and he was expecting to get out, and haven't heard from him. But he's had a really rough go of it. So if you're a praying person, please say a prayer from a man, John Adams, whose uh, appearance generally is presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors on on here online at seniorshelpingseniors.com. Matt, so the baseball season's upon us. I got to tell you, we've asked for suggested names, and many of you have not heard back from me, who have emailed me to commonfan at gmail.com. I, I put in the blog a couple days ago that we're looking for name suggestions and that we're going to give a prize away, you know, and we're going to give a copper card away to my copper seller family of restaurants. Also, uh, a gift card to our friends at Alumni Hall and the response, you know, for the winning entry, the response to that has been, well, Laura said it, totally overwhelming. Either people are really excited about Tennessee baseball season or they're excited about Matt Dixon doing a podcast on Tennessee baseball. I don't know. But it has been, we've been inundated with name suggestions. And I'm with Matt. I'm, I can sit here all day long and be a prolific blogger. Like somebody said to me a couple weeks ago, I said, you know, you come up with more creative things on that blog over at tclub.team and constantly, you know, like all the different factoids and different things you guys get into and some of the different stuff. And, and that's a great compliment. But I'm terrible with coming up with titles for things. And Matt was, Matt, you're kind of the same way, right? Matt could sit there and write 6,000 words for you on a subject. He's very prolific writing. But we're just not, I'm not. Like, you and I are like that, Matt. I'm not a title person. I couldn't title what I'm doing. Yeah, I, yeah I'm not. I'm not. Not not that my creative side doesn't doesn't go for that, so. Mm-mm. No. But we've we been. got a ton of suggestions, and they were a lot of them were really. Yeah, a lot of them are great. So what we're going to do is we're going to whittle them down, and then I'm going to bring the great Jim Peters in here next week, and I'm going to let him pick one. Uh, we'll throw like five or six or seven or eight or nine or ten at them. There's a bunch of great ones. So, also, Evan Russell's first appearance with us presented by TLD Logistics is going to be on Monday with Bino and myself after Tennessee plays their three games this weekend. And his segment needs a name. So we've got that and that. And then... Um, and then Matt flips. Matt Dixon's going to be writing a bunch for us as well over at tclub.team with the baseball stuff. Matt, I just get the sense that Big Orange Nation is very excited about this upcoming baseball season. Yeah, I, yeah, they're they're ready to go. Um, a lot of you know newer fans, and but there's. Just that that passion's still there, that excitement's still there. Um, obviously, Vitello's you know a big part of that, and he does a, a great job to 
keep people engaged and interested. So should be a fun year. I mean, you're, you know, preseason number two team in the country, so you should have lofty expectations again. Um, even though it's, uh, some, some new faces, um, kind of feels like a kind of a new era, um, just in terms of where your program's at, um, what your expectations are, the kind of players that you brought in. So it's, should be a lot of fun. Well, I'm cheering for our team, obviously, but I would like to see them get roughed up a little bit between now and the NCAA tournament. Can I, can I say that out loud? Brian, I do not want to be number one going into that deal. Berkey has helped me appreciate the fact that I do not want to be number one going into the NCAA tournament. No thanks. Somebody else can do that. Well, LSU was expected to be that team, but they lost one of their best pitchers over the, I guess, over the last week with a, some type of an injury. Tommy so, John. Yep. I don't know what that's going to, how that's going to impact them going forward. I don't know what that's going to impact other teams going forward, but. Um, yeah, they have a tough stretch in conference play. They got to go to LSU. Yep. I think they got to play Arkansas on the road. They got yep. Vanderbilt somewhere in there. They've got Florida. They have a rough stretch of games coming up in conference play. And if you want to see them not be number one, I, I believe there's probably enough in there to keep them from maybe grabbing that top spot. So we'll have to see. Hopefully they don't. Hopefully they don't go too much in the skids. And well. Go way off, but remember last year, Ole Miss, yeah. they were like the 65th team in the tournament or something like that, yep. 64th last team to get in. Yes. And they win the whole damn thing, so. And the gentleman we had on yesterday reminded me that Tennessee laid ways to two, the two teams that played for it, because I'd forgotten all about the fact that we had played Oklahoma down there in Houston in that preseason deal. That kind of got lost in the shuffle. Yeah, they got they shut him out. They hammered him. That might have been a run rule game. Yeah, they hammered him. Played this year. They beat him yeah. in a submission. Yeah. I mean, Matt, that Oklahoma team didn't look like they belong. And that and that uh, Ole Miss team. If I'd have told you guys last year, hey guys, I think these are the two teams that are going to play for it all in Omaha. They're going to make the championship series. You just said what? Mm-hmm. What are you huffing? Which goes to show you, you have no idea when it comes to college baseball. You just have no idea. Uh, what's going to happen um, in terms of the tournament? The goal, really, I mean, let's be real here, is to be in that in that eight by the end of the year. I mean, I know really everybody wants to see the ball streak and go win sixty games and you know go out there and do what they did last year and be. That was great. Don't get me wrong. I'm just going to say for the record, don't jump off the wagon here. If on the front end, this team loses some games. I mean, they're capable of losing two out of three in this tournament. After talking to our guest yesterday from D1 Baseball, doing a little research last night, I mean, Matt, the Vols are capable of, of stumbling out of the block here. That that Arizona team's good enough to beat Tennessee. Oh, yeah, absolutely, especially when, when you're, you're kind of ace pitchers. They'll, they'll be on some sort of pitch count. Yep. Um, so, you know, they might only go, you know, maybe five or six innings as opposed to the seven or eight that they would later in the year. So, um, and some, some teams just might, you know, have, have a pitcher that, that throws well. Um, so it'll, it, but it should be a lot of fun. You'll get a good idea for, and really the coaches can get a good idea for, for who, who they can count on in the moment. Cause there's, you know, there is a difference between, you know, these inner squad scrimmages and then, you know, a real game under lights in front of fans so 
they're, I mean, yeah, I think they, they could lose any of the three games out there. Uh, obviously they probably won't, but, you know, it's, it, I mean, it's baseball. It's, you know, it could, there can be a lot of parity, um, with, the, with a pitcher on, on any given day. Yeah. Or so, your guy goes out and has a bad performance and all of a sudden you're in the soup, can't locate whatever it is, has a blister on his I, finger. Go ahead, Brian. I think the, yeah, the third game against San Diego, I, I don't think that's the, that's no, the least not likely li- loss to me because not losable, they're going right. to have to face Chase Burns and I don't know what kind of third pitcher they're going to have. Mm-hmm. But what they need to do is try to, because I think next year you'll probably see a team win it all that, that played at home. You'll go back to form. So the goal is just to be able to have the tournament games all at home as yep. many as you can, host the regionals, host the super regionals, get a top eight seed, and then let that carry you to Omaha. Well, guys, the SEC has finally done a smart thing. Um, Coin ring man is going to have to make a drive, and the rest of those mouth breathers and knuckle draggers from Alabama and those uh, single-digit IQers, or I guess double-digit IQers, but certainly not triple-digit. I mean, no offense to them. I'm not, I'm not knocking the dumb among us, but... Uh, Certainly the Bama fans I'm knocking. SEC announces today that 2023 college football media days are going to be July 17 to the 20. Grand Hyatt, downtown Nash, Vegas. In Nashville. Brian, you have a thought on that. Last year they had it in Atlanta. This year it's in Nashville. They're making the Breavers make a drive, Bry, to come worship Nick Saban. Well, Saban's got a uh, car dealership there. Oh! Between between podium stops, so he can go do a personal appearance. Very I, uh, good, Bry. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you'll get. I think the guy with the, that walks around with the the big ring on his like the big foam ring on his head will have any deterrence to go to go wherever is he gonna go there you think he'll go there and go over to the uh mercedes-benz dealership and get his photo taken it, 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 what what is saban's dealership called down there does anybody know is that is that saban's name on it i mean matt would you buy a car with saban's name on it i mean would you oh absolutely that's not. disgusting no i mean i'm sorry yeah. that's disgusting I'm going to go to Saban. I wonder if Brandon Miller's Dodge Charger is from one of Saban's dealerships. Yeah, he was talking about his Dodge Charger last night. He loves it. He's a car guy. See, back in the day, you could, um, you know, you could say, oh, yeah. wonder how much they paid him. Well, now it's, who cares? And nobody's even lifted a, nobody's even, even looked twice. People are still filling the seats. I thought it was going to be the ruination of all this stuff. Think about it. Nobody's even nobody's even blinking. I mean, it's the truth, right? I, I don't I don't notice less people coming to Thompson Bowling Arena since it's become professional, or filling our stadium in football since it's become professional. All the baseball season tickets are sold out, and some of those guys are getting paid. Dare I say? I just think it's really interesting. Are you guys uh, excited 
for the XFL. And then I want to ask you about the football uh, way too early rankings here, Matt, as we get to our TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime segment. Um, Will either you or Brian tune in an XFL game this weekend with the XFL beginning? The eight-team first spring league is back. The USFL will play later in the spring. Uh, Several volunteers, Brian, are playing in this league, including Quentin Dormady. There's like 11 or 12 of them. Former Vols playing. Uh, McKenzie's playing in it. Khalil McKenzie. You know, that's a, the way he came out of, there's probably more five stars playing in that XFL than there were playing in the Super Bowl. A bunch. That's such a good point, Brian. That's such a good point. There are a ton of five-star guys playing in the XFL. I was looking at it. And that's why they're they're getting a chance to go in that league because of what what they used to be. Quentin Dormady, Matt, is playing in that league. Gitmo. Uh, tried out and was cut and then was signed by an NFL team. I think he's on the – did we say he was on the Cardinal roster? I think he was and then he got let go, but he's somewhere. I don't know. Will you watch the XFL, Matt? Um, if it's on. not, although I might, I might put it on for background stuff. I, just, nope. I, don't, I don't have enough brain cells to, to bring the XFL into – my sports watching right now. Well, too much going on. When you're watching it, I, I would encourage anybody to check out the way they do kickoffs. Because I advocate XFL 2.0, which was something that uh, Oliver Luck and his people came up with. Um, the way they did kickoffs were they put both teams around midfield. And they... Put 10 players on the kicking team, 10 players on the receiving team, except the kicker and the returner, lined up across from each other, five yards apart. So the teams are right on top of each other. Okay? No one except the kicker or the returner can move until either either returners touch the ball or the ball's on the ground for three seconds. You can't go anywhere. Every kick is returned. It creates a lot of action, and it's a really safe kick return. It was really well thought out. It needs to be adopted at every level because now what you get from special teams play uh, across all levels of football is a a kicker kicks the ball into the end zone and there's no action. So what's the point? I mean, with the way college and the the college and and the pros are with their kickoff rule, why don't we just put the ball at the 35 and start play? Because that's really what you ought to do, or the 30. Why have a kickoff? And then in those leagues, the other thing that they do... This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? 
experienced goldsmiths, or true custom designers experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tell us story. We're this and so much more. Check us out at tillastory.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tell us story, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Ace now offers free assembly and delivery on grills over $399? It's never been easier for you and your family to have a great grill like a Weber gas grill, a Traeger pellet grill, or a Big Green Egg charcoal grill. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware, located at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Dr. Mike Steele. Tune in to American Steel, a weekly discussion of topics and events related to the challenges in our world. 
Listen as we examine the path to relevance and truth in our society and culture. You can catch the show on 101.7 WKOM at 7 p.m. on Sundays. Also, we can be found online at WKOM Radio or on Twitter at WKOM WKRM. See you on Sunday. The NASCAR Cup Series. Kyle Larson from the outside lane crosses the start-finish line. 2023 season gets underway in Daytona. Denny Hamlin gets turned and they're wanting it up in the back of the pack. For the great American race. And at age 23, Austin Sendrick has scored the Daytona 500 win. It's the Daytona 500. Sunday, February 19th at 12.30 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.